Holy chummers. This is Undead. Well, finally getting together a new show. And what this is, is we are starting a new game that we will be releasing in the feed so that everyone can enjoy listening to us play and maybe answer some questions about how certain things are done. So without further ado, this is us over Skype and we will just cut right into it. No music, no nothing, just in and out. And at the end of this, not going to go ahead with anything else. We'll just see you guys in the forums. Come and find us. Bye. We got Brian, Justin, and Andrew here. Dakota is not. But we're just going to kind of go over some of the basics of what we are going to do in this Shadowrun game. So what I'm wanting is we're going to start with the concept of just a very simple sandbox game. And we've already kind of discussed what everybody's going to be playing. So uh, in order from my left to right is... Brian, then Justin, then Andrew. Let's go ahead and talk about what exactly we're playing. Am I back? There yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, I didn't even move. That's, that's the gremlins. Uh, get yeah. used to this, folks. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. It did. So, uh, okay. Now, where were we talking about characters? Yeah. Okay, basic rundown on my character? Yep. Okay, uh, my character's a orc, uh, yeah, a dwarf samurai, uh, basically pretty straightforward uh, muscle. Uh, his name is uh, James Jimmy Raid Francis. Uh, background, basically, he was born and raised in Chicago, the wonderful city of Chicago. So he grew up tough, because if you're not tough in Chicago, you don't grow up. Uh, and especially in, in 2072. Uh, so basically, uh, was raised in an orphanage, and then uh, just hit the streets, worked his way up. Uh, recently moved to Seattle. I guess we're, we're going to step ahead right with... Uh, Say we've run a couple of runs together, or yeah, was that... that's what I was yeah, thinking. So that way, everybody we we have that working base, mm -hmm. so yeah. that we're not trying to create that in the game, because that can take a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. So, so we're definitely going to want to work that when we're uh, kind of doing the backgrounds and such. Kind right. Of, yeah, and, that makes sense. And that we can work on. Uh, honestly, if we do this a couple of times to get everybody's kind of characters and backgrounds and everything all kind of melded together nice. That way, we're all kind of on the same page when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. We'll just have to make sure that uh, Dakota is actually here next time. <laughs> is, isn't the rule if you're not here, somebody gets to run your character for you? Uh, it depends on the group. <laughs> it depends on the group. <laughs> uh, you get to be so, a meat bag. Yes, yeah, that's always been. That's okay, he's going to be playing yes. muscle. Yeah, and so-and-so's character rushes in to save us all. Oops. Wait, wait, so-and-so's character says, my plan is, okay, guys, I'm going to strap all these grenades to myself and some shoestrings. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to pull them and run into the guard room. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
Don't worry, I'm a tank. I can take it. <laughs> All right, Justin. Uh, let's let's hear yours. Okay, so my character's a little bit more high level, haven't gone into as deep in it as Brian has. Uh, I'm going to be playing the uh, the kind of tech head of the group so, somewhat. I'm going to be playing a technomancer who is going to be a uh, Serbs, changeling. Yay. Yeah. So uh, we're still hashing off the concept for my character, but uh, think humanoid displacer beast. And, like, I have these tentacle thingies coming out of my character's shoulders. Okay. Yeah. He's a... Uh, you know, his role in the group is pretty much going to be technical, you know, open doors, you know, hack stuff, while at the same time kind of being a little bit more of a, a freaky monster guy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a technical term. <laughs> that's a technical term. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And Andrew, what are that's you weird. doing? Um, I will be playing the utility magician. Um... Uh, elf meta variant Wakiyabi from Africa um, who is a pacifist so it's unlikely he'll be throwing yeah it's unlikely he'll be throwing huge fireballs around but uh, he'll he'll be doing some magic okay I don't think it's so much he doesn't like hurting people I just don't think he likes to get his hands dirty I bet well that and he doesn't like to kill people he doesn't, Level one pacifism. Well, yeah, he, he's fine. He's fine with disabling people, but he doesn't think that people need to die. Because I mean, guards are just doing their job, right? Well, yeah, technically. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course they are going to try to kill me, but I don't have to kill them right back. True. It's true. Yeah. Whose phone is near their mic? Phone? Phone? Yeah, I can phone? hear somebody's phone connecting to the network. Um, that's the man you're in, man. <laughs> is that me? Oh. Well, my phone's like three feet away, so I know it's not mine. <laughs> well, my phone's uh, three feet away, but uh, one's powered off for about a year, and the other one uh, is set to silent. I bought my uh, phone from Radio Shack for ten dollars, so I'm not sure if it's mine. It, it uh, mainly has to do with if you're close enough to it when it's connecting to the network, it'll uh, show up. That's what that weird buzzing in the background is. Oh, go no 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so you're talking. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of Andrew's going to wrap up. Um, yeah, so he's yeah. He, you're talking like a five build point flaw of pacifist. Yeah. Okay. Because the ten one is like you can't even like no stun no. damage. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that'd be very difficult to pull off. I've had fun with pacifism characters in the past. Yeah, we had a campaign with one. Shadowrun, though, as a general rule, is really hard to pull off a complete pacifist mm. by the nature of what yeah. you guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, unless you're running really, really cloak and dagger stuff, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Even if it's unintentional. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. But that makes for fun role-playing, though. That's true. True. You know? 
Um, okay, and, and so... And interesting. Go ahead. So, Andrew, so is there anything else you wanted to say? Other than that uh, you're just a pacifist? Not really. Okay. All right. Just... Was I expected to say other stuff? No, no. <laughs> I, was just, I was just trying to figure out if there was anything else that you were going to be... Oh. Uh, talking about with him. Oh, he is a utility mage, which that kind of interests me what that means. The what? He did say utility mage, I'm kind of curious about what that is. Well, he'll be uh, doing reconnaissance uh, by magic rather than by attack. Um, He'll be using... I'm really kind of fascinated by the spirit stuff uh, in Shadowrun 4. So I'll be using that a bit. Um, he's also very, um, I mean, this character is based on a previous character, um, so a lot of his skills are going to kind of, uh, roll over, but the skills that I had before, for him, were a lot of influence, um, uh, your classic spycraft, uh, stuff. So you're almost like, kind of like a face for us a little bit. Yeah. That's cool. I like multi-use characters. Yeah, they're they are quite useful. So okay, so we are talking about this now. We're gonna say uh, the city that we're gonna start in uh, for the sake of nostalgia. Um, I'm gonna start this in Seattle because in the original game that was where you started, and it was not until much much later in the game that you could actually get outside of the city. <laughs> well, I mean, Seattle is, you know, it's the ideal spot. I mean, it's coastal city, it's, it's in the middle of freaking enemy territory for the most part. Every major megacorp is there. Uh-huh. You know, it's the city. Right. The only place that's more interesting is Denver or Hong Kong. Yeah, and both of those have different feels. Uh, the way I always described Denver... Mm-hmm. Was and this was really how it was designed. If you look at the design work that they did, was take post World War Two Berlin mm-hmm. and make it a massive city like that, where everybody's got a chunk. Yeah, and it, it, it's and all that politics. is Denver. Yeah. So Ex- exactly that. That does make it kind of cool doing runs in Denver, and maybe someday we'll end up there for a little bit. Sure. And, you know, we never know. Yeah, and Hong Kong is... The East is always an interesting place. Mm. So... And, uh, you know, I've actually been to Seattle, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My wife and I walked around there for an entire day. We figured it out when we were done. We had walked, like, 72 blocks. Wow. And didn't feel like we had been walking all day. It was insane. (laughs) But yeah, we had a blast when we were there. It was like the best thing ever. So I've got a lot of uh, like actual things that I can pull from that because I had like weird things like uh, so I live close enough to Chicago that I go to Chicago. If 
some of the things that I saw in Seattle were to happen in the Midwest like that, mm-hmm. people would flip. So we're walking down the street, and there's a Bank of America with the tellers and everything else. And standing in line is a dude with his dog, like mm-hmm. in the bank with his dog, just hanging out. Everybody's out walking dogs. There was another one somewhere else in a, in a restaurant that was sitting there with, their, with its owner. In Chicago, somebody would have been freaking out that somebody had let a dog in. Really? That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, that's different between different cultures. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like Seattle has a very laid back. You know, people are just much more laid back out there. It's very bizarre. Yeah, but it's got to be a little bit different when shattered timelines. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, well, it it changes from kind of laid back to kind of a paranoid. Because they As in, are the there's last. bombs everywhere, and if you like step at the wrong spot, you will set them all off. Yeah, you could. So, okay, so in Seattle, you've got all of the various districts. Now, as far as those go, um, <laughs> did anybody have like anything in particular they wanted to do, or? Well, I mean, we're doing like semi-pro level runners, starting at 400 points, and all right. Right. So, I mean, that's that's enough to run against, like, you know, minor encampments for the Mega Corps or running against the gangs or against the mob. So, I mean, yeah, I, I always like the standbys of, you know, downtown and Redmond, you know, like, kind of running back and forth between the Barons and, like, the city proper. Okay. Yeah, and I've got, like, 25 new yen on me, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm kind of limited. <laughs> I vote that we have a warehouse in the Barrens. Pay for a group lifestyle there. Yeah, that's something you could do. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm curious what you guys think of doing this, but in the Runner's Companion, they talk about things like advanced contacts and advanced uh, lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you may have like a shitty little apartment like a shitty little studio apartment but because you've got all this tech in it you actually have like you know a medium or or high lifestyle even though you live in a shit area Mm -hmm. so those are all things that I'm thinking you know using those so that you can really kind of tailor like your areas that you live in so I've always liked the uh, the advanced lifestyle rules since um since they had that lifestyle book come out in third edition. And I'm really glad they were kind of wrapped that into Runner's Companion this time around. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I haven't looked at the advanced contacts much, but as far as advanced lifestyle, I love it. Because you get to, uh, yeah, you're doing the numbers things and the number shuffle that, you know, Shadowrun's known for. But it lets you flesh out the area a little bit more. You know, like, okay, yeah, we have a security rating of three on our place. Why? Because we pay the gang that owns the turf we live on. To protect the area. Right. And since we're paying rent to them, they keep an eye out for us. Right. Uh, basically, the big thing with advanced contacts is it is using groups as a contact. Oh, okay. So you could take, like, you know, uh, what are some of the examples here? Like Terra First, 
or, you know, gangs, like where you actually have the gang as a contact. So you can do all of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, or like having uh, what you called um, Jackpoint and such, and the yeah. uh, Shadow and uh, BBS is online as contact groups. Right. Yeah. Um, That's good now, stuff. because you have that, you also can have that group enemy as well. Ooh. Yeah. So, and they actually tackle enemies as an actual kind of important thing because you can actually have, you know, an actual enemy. And their power level, of course, is all dependent on things like how well connected they are and everything else. So, um, so that's a yes to both of those. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I especially like the idea of us starting at the game with an enemy. <laughs> you know, like, sure like yeah, I think that might be kind of fun. If like you know, we we kind of like as we build like the backstory of the group we're working on. You know, one of the things that first got us together is kind of a mutual enemy we all have. Okay. Well, then, what it I doesn't necessarily do have to be, like, you know, the Oma of the freaking Yakuza trying to, you know, hates us. Right. <laughs> no, you'd pick something that would be appropriate for your... I mean, mm-hmm. you could you could have, you know, really, you know, upset somebody that's even mid-level management in a corp. Mm-hmm. But because he contracts out teams, you know, he has, yeah. he has an expense account that needs to be used. <laughs> so, you know, he could send another runner team after you guys mm-hmm. if it really served his purposes. Yeah. So, and at what level, you know, at how, what he wants to do to you guys, you know, all of that could be something that we tackle in the game, so. Okay. That works for me. So once you get kind of some of the background hashed together we'll uh we'll readdress that one um and so this kind of gets us with a setting the players within the setting what would you guys like to actually see in a game like some of the elements that you would like to see used in a game I like a bit of kind of traditional runs, you know, the traditional B and E, go in, steal data, or whatever. You know, some of that's nice and kind of to delay kind of clues for longer term storylines. Okay. Um, and I would like to see definite story arcs kind of going through. Okay. Yeah. Um, are there anything like? Uh... Uh, would you guys like to see like different cities other than just Seattle or um, do you want to spend time like delving into the way the uh, organized crime systems work or anything like that? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> I think if the story takes us to other cities, it's fine. Um, like if things get so well, large in scope that we actually need to leave the city to get stuff accomplished, that's fine with me. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to see something kind of focused on our overall, like, 
character story arcs. Like, I do definitely want our characters, like, in, you know, the kind of story arcs involving them kind of being the focus. I wouldn't mind some, like, world-focus events, you know, or regional-focus events. But, like... We could use those as... I was thinking, like, uh, we could even just have that stuff as backdrop. Mm -hmm. So that way nobody, you know, you don't have to worry about it being deep in the middle of everything that you guys are doing. You know, this this other thing that's going on in the background is fine as long as it stays in the background. There are some that I've heard of that they don't tend to keep it in the background. They try to draw it into the forefront and sometimes you just can't do that. You know, big things like uh, like the mayoral race for, you know, Red Men or whatever. Yeah. You know, drawing characters into that is okay. Drawing them into who the next president is going to be. And well, I mean, if, if we got became like high, really high level prime runners, I, I could see you know that happening. But where we are now, yeah, affecting the like the mayoral race of like a district in Seattle makes more sense. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, and as you guys go up, I mean, yeah, you will see some of these guys. Um, are there any of those that you would like to see? Like any of those. Prime Runners or uh, Legends in the game. I like the idea of there being like a, a kind of sense of a full world around us. Like if I go into a, a bar that is a notorious runner bar, actually running against people that might someday be our enemies, or we might hear about actually doing a prime run that fucks up something we did unintentionally. You know? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Because like, the like, way they do, uh, like I haven't, I actually have the, have you guys seen the Street Legends book yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I have not. It is, it is really pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty book. Uh, but it goes into a lot of detail on what these kinds of, you know, literally Street Legends are capable of doing. And you don't do things, like they actually statted them out. But the way their stats work is completely different than a typical character. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't had a need to use it. So, <laughs> I mean, there are some people in the world that are just uh, plot points. Yeah. And they right. should stay that way. And mm-hmm. I am a firm believer in that. And you. The one exception I would like to make is I would like my character to score with Turbo Bunny. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, so do, are romantic interests something that you want to see in the game? It's probably for our characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I mean, we're really going to be focusing on the RP aspect of this. Right. You know, it's uh, the one shot doing a run uh, each session is is okay, but. I think for the most part we've all done that in one sense or another. Maybe not in Shadowrun, but in different campaigns. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glancing through the runner's uh, PDF right now. <laughs> it's funny because I'm recognizing some of them from, like, you know, stories from, uh, like, 2060 Shadowrun, like uh, Pop and Rigor X and such. Yep. But not seeing many of the uh, the people from, like, the uh, the 2050s anymore because well 
<laughs> many of them aren't around anymore or have dropped out. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, There's a few that are still. They don't around. have the Dodger though. I miss the Dodger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh. I saw one of the funniest. Oh, bull. Hmm? Uh, bull. William McCastler. Uh, it's uh, one of the guys that was kind of uh, really big in early, early Shadowrun. Was uh, he? He went by Bull the Orc Decker, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually one of the prime runners in here. He's really? he's passed yeah. beyond the point of doing that, and he's now um, more of a fixer type. That's how it ends. Retired of fixerhood. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny, so. But, yeah, I know actual Bull is the guy who's doing the, uh, he actually works for Catalyst now. He's the one that does the, all the missions. He's the missions coordinator. Awesome. Was he the one, one of the ones we met? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, no. No. You met Brent, who is the art director. Okay. And you met cool. Lauren, who is the company owner. <laughs> you actually met the guy who owns Catalyst. Oh, that was nice. nice. Yeah. They were nice guys, and it was fun to people watching with them. Yeah. Yeah. Was Paul there? Oh, oh one thing I, I would like. Okay. I do want to work with a fixer for our, our, our team. So, like, a team fixer at least? Like, yeah, basically, like, you know, that's, that's how we generally get our jobs. Like, not always, but, you know, the, like, you know, that's our typical point of contact for getting work. Okay. Yeah, well, because, see, like, he can, you know, normally they keep a, uh, a stable mm-hmm. of runners, and they figure out who is best for the jobs. So that's maybe why you don't always get consistent work. Because you have a specific thing that you're really good at, you know, as mm-hmm. a team. So that's what, you know, he tends to give you. So, okay. That's that's good. Anybody else got anything? No, I mean, that pretty much covers it. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, as long as... Uh, I, I'm big into the role play aspect. I like missions uh, as well. But uh, I, I'm very much not a person who is all about the missions. I recognize that the characters also have their own goals in mind. Yeah, it's and, not so much that like the runs aren't the focus of our game; the characters are. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Um, Justin, you've been using uh, you've been playing a fair amount of Burning Wheel lately. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's actually something that I was considering porting into Shadowrun from Burning Wheel. I'm interested. And also, on a side note, just to mention the Burning Wheel, last campaign, we killed a dragon and then made a deal with a dragon. I know, we're heathens in Shadowrun eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, actually, in, in a lot of them, you in, in, in a lot of the early ones, you actually did a lot of stuff like that. 
uh, bottled demon, you actually kill a dragon in that adventure. If you don't, you're going to die. <laughs> because it's possessed by this uh, magical artifact. Huh? So, yeah, it's really fucked up. Um, okay, so there's that. Um, but, yeah, the the thing was... Oh, God. What do they call them with... Uh, you have, like, your your long-term... And then the thing that you want to see happen in the next in that game session. I can't remember what they call it. Burning wheel. It's oh god. It's not like a goal. Um. Justin, you got to help me out here. Sorry, I, 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 what was the question? <laughs> uh, I was looking you know at the Runner's book reading about Bull. I'm sorry. You know, you know the uh, where you have mm-hmm. uh, in your on your character sheet, and it's yeah. one of the things that changes fairly regularly. It's like uh, goals. Is it goals? Beliefs. Goals and beliefs. Beliefs. <laughs> okay. Beliefs, instincts, and traits. Okay, maybe then it's just beliefs. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, I'm playing Burning World Gold, so they may have like been called Gold and be- uh, Beliefs before, but now just Beliefs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I've got the old, the original uh, Burning Wheel stuff, so I'll have to take a look in there, too, and see if I can... Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, something that... I don't remember. It's something that you can, like, define in, define about your character in a single sentence. Yeah, well, not always a single sentence, but, like, yeah, a sentence or two. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they, they, um, the whole thing behind beliefs and instincts are that it, your beliefs tend to be like two type of things. They're either long term beliefs, like an overall like campaign belief, or you have like kind of short term beliefs, like that you know is going to come up in this particular session. Um, you know, for example, you might have a belief of, I'll use an example of a belief used against my character from one of the other characters in a session recently. Uh, I had shot and killed a sergeant of this army, and basically three armies started a war killing each other because of me. And it really pissed off the uh, goody two-shoes hypocrite knight in our group. And he basically had the belief of, uh, Ifan has started a war, I'm going to match this arrowhead to the arrows in his quiver and punish him for his action. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, at the end of that session, he had found out that, yes, I had done this, but he hadn't completely finished it, so he didn't get, like, uh, what Burning Will calls a persona die. And, but he had earned a fate die because he kind of achieved it, and it helped with the game. Right. But things like that, I want to incorporate stuff, some of that sort of thing. So this isn't going to be just a strict, you know... Just shadow run, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and because I don't know, did any of you guys listen to? I'm sure Justin did. I don't know if Brian or Andrew actually listened to the the ones that I was running for uh, hero in that whole group. Those were fun. I haven't. No. Uh, there was one that was like two and a half hours, and mm-hmm. not a single die was rolled, and they yeah. didn't realize it until afterwards mm-hmm. and they were thinking about the game like after that and when we started the next one they were like 
do you realize we didn't roll a single die this entire that entire last game session and i was like yeah i knew it (laughs) because you don't have to roll dice every session and they were like that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) they were just starting to figure out that in that one that was again i tried to get a more front-loaded sandbox game and they just didn't they didn't get it and it did it wasn't until about the third session where they really got it and that third session actually was lost on uh my poor hard drive when it crashed <laughs> so i had this huge like three and a half hour game session and the entire hard drive that it was on burned out oh man yeah and they fi- they had finally grokked what it meant to be playing in this kind of a game and they they just they ate it up and they really got what they wanted out of it finally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was running like right on top it was just a great game all around so um one of the things that i think we're gonna try to do is i don't know if we have or can find a lot of artwork or photos for referencing stuff um I use a ton um, in my normal stuff. We've so, got the internet. We can find stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you want us to come up with like a dossier of our characters or what What are you going with this? Um, it just depends. I mean, like I've done some pretty... Uh, I've found some really great pictures, and then I've found some really crappy pictures. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I say that, but then, like, uh, uh, like this one. This is actually, you guys will run into them. I'm going to just give you that little bit of spoiler, uh, because this is, okay, I'm going to add... I'm gonna send you guys a file. It's a, it's just a picture, so you can feel free as to. As long as they're not Daleks, work be fine. It's not. Why would I send you Daleks? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you run things. Because we might be all tripping on psychotropic black ice. Uh no 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 not <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> you would never do that to us. I wouldn't. Why would I do that to you guys? Uh, <laughs> okay. That's all right, Justin. I'll do that to your character. Yeah. Well, Shazbot. Okay, so this picture is um, very descriptive name of that picture. It is. Uh, it's very. Let's see here. That's a gang. Oh, that kind of explains Shadowrun. It's a gang. Should I be terrified? Oh, yes, I should. It is. All the crap. It is an all girl gang. All the crap. <laughs> holy, holy crap. Yeah. 
Hey, well, it says it's already in my computer. Did you give that to me before, or did I happen to pick it myself? <laughs> I don't know. I might have sent it to uh, you. You think you might have sent me that one? Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's yeah. a gang that their entire theme is not Little Red Riding Hood. It's they call themselves the Grims. And that is what they are. They are all of Grimm's fairy tales. And they're like all of the girls that are supposed to supposedly in distress. Yeah, except they're not. <laughs> God damn you, uh, Shadowrun, and your like ridiculous themes that are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn you, the 80s. Oh, God, but they're so good. Uh... <laughs> There was another one that I had that was, uh, yeah, like, I've actually contemplated the idea of doing a, uh, a cat girl gang. Oh, God. You know, I have been, like, one of the few people deep into Shadowrun who likes changelings a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them, a lot of people that don't. It's because they let their players get away with stupid concepts. Yeah, they do. You know, that's their own fault. Changelings are, changelings are a way of giving someone a lot of qualities that have a theme without necessarily letting them break the bank. Because you have to have a certain number of positive and negative qualities to do anything more than a minor change. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I need to find more guys, but I have... Lots and lots of pictures. <laughs> Some of them are uh, non-safe for work, <laughs> but uh, you don't. We won't include those. That's, you're lucky. I'm unemployed, so I can look at anything. Uh. Now. <laughs> it's the only upside. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I have to send this to you guys just because. It's just not right. And that's that's that is reason enough to send this picture. Fair. Where is uh, to find it again on this now. Huh. I'm both intrigued uh, and disturbed by the name of that file. Uh, yeah. That was my reaction. <laughs> uh, just for the listeners, it, the file name is Puppy Love. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Let's see. I don't, I, I don't know quite how to describe it. I mean, I, mean, I could describe it, but... It's not so much what it is as the mind of what? what it's doing to my brain. Yes. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the scary part is the dog looks like it's smiling. Oh, God. All right. I think I That's... broke Andrew. Oh, oh yeah. It doesn't take I, much. It, it's, it's true. It doesn't take very much to break my mind. Actually, I think we're going to have to include this one in show notes, guys. 
It's safe for some people's jobs. It is. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if we got to a point where I was doing stuff that would be questionable, I would probably put something out there that says, oh, uh, yeah, this is going to be questionable if you see these pictures. That's so. Yeah. What the hell? Wow. Just my brain. Ah. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how that happened. I did such a good uh, job that I broke you and didn't even try. You'll I can't find. Wait to see what you do in some of the deeper campaigns we get go through. You'll find that it's not hard. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That reminds me. That reminds me. Um, uh, some more things I would like to see. Uh, besides, you know, relationship for our characters, mystery. I, I'd like to see elements of like horror in here, and you know, like not not overwhelming the story, which is every now and then throwing us into something a bit deep and dark. Not everything has to have Cthulhu. I'm not saying Cthulhu. I, I <laughs> magic oh, I've horror got and Shadowrun's okay, Cthulhu. but it's it's really easy to do magic horror and Shadowrun. I like when you go into like a. a you know, uh, Megacorp's biotech lab and see the weaponized things they're growing. Um, actually, I have one better. I have the original Earth Dawn book. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> see, you need to read the Dragonheart trilogy for that alone. Yeah. Well, there's something that happens in there in Earth Dawn that isn't in anything else. So, and for those that don't know, Earth Dawn was the third or fourth game by Fossa at the time. I think <laughs> that they were doing, and it is the fourth world where Shadowrun is the sixth. Mm-hmm. So, it was their fantasy game that was really weird and very convoluted with dice and very hard to play unless you got it and then you loved it I mean there's still people today that play the original Earth Dawn and they love it and then somebody else is doing a a new version of it right now there's another company that has the license to do it so okay um so okay so horror elements, huh? Mm-hmm. Not as like an overwhelming theme to everything we do, but like, you know, once in a while throwing us a curveball of something darker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You guys that that's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, goodbye, insanity points. It's wait, a good wait, 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 wait. Do we have insanity points? Do we have sanity points? Total willpower. God. <laughs> Actually, there's an easier way to handle that, and that's just all you have to do is start doing uh, mental damage. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, when you can, like sleep when it you, off, when you break all of that, um, but see, you could do horror where, you know, yeah, you can try to resist all of that stun damage as your mind is slowly being assaulted by everything that you're seeing. And when you finally get knocked unconscious from it, that's when you go crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, I've thought way too much about certain things in this game. <laughs> Damn it, Justin. What uh, have you done? What have you done? Made things fun. I mean, like I said, it's not going to be something that will be all the time, but yeah, it'll. I yeah, can definitely fine. throw uh, stuff just, like that in. I'm just being a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Negative Ned. Negative Ned? Yeah. Okay, so...